remember the last Celtic Congress in Brittany was in Nantes, which is a very big town. It is uh, one of the capitals of Brittany. And now we are in, in a little town. And it means that, well, it is crowded, if you see. Everybody is always seeing everybody else. And we are in great contact with the local population. And even to be able to, uh, to make the Congress, we had to divide our activities and we have two or three different concerts at the same time in two or three different little towns. But when I say that Lannion is a little town, well, it's a, it's a town, 20,000 20, 20, inhabitants. And it is a very lively town. And curiously, you know, many parts in Brittany have become very much developed in agricultural mat matters, you see. For instance, we have, I think, the biggest concentration in the world, in central Brittany, of poultry raising. We have also extremely big concentration of pig breeding. I think there is a village, well, a community in which they have 400,000 pigs. <laughs> More than they have people, possibly. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> It was always a market town, and it's uh, a center uh, of all the Trigor, of this area of Trigor, and uh, there is a very important market here on Thursday, uh, every Thursday, and people come from all around uh, Lannion. And uh, it's mainly an agricultural center? It's an agriculture which uh, tries to become a modern one, with all the problems which are uh, associated with this evolution. And uh, it's mainly a region of um, mainly animals, you know, mainly animals, cows yeah. and... Uh, dairy, yeah, yeah. dairy farming. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, beef, uh, beef livestock. And, uh, um, so so the, the crops are mainly corn and, and such, but mainly for the animals and not, uh, not really for people. myself are a visitor to Lannion. What, what are your impressions of the place? My impressions? Well, um, first, it's a pity the weather is so bad because Lannion seems to be a very uh, living city. Uh, I have seen the, the architecture. I, I admire old architecture. And the houses are very beautiful in the center. You, you have very old houses from 15th the 15th yes, 15th century about. And um, what I love too is the river, the river where the tide goes up and down. Um, and the square above the river. Yes. The open place. Yes, it is very beautiful. And, with and many flowers. other squares further along. And um, I love the countryside too. I've been yesterday discovering. Well, in fact, it was not. It was. It was not really a discover for me because I already went around by car. But uh, yesterday I went with two Cornish people uh, to make them visit uh, the all around. 
and uh, I discovered many things I didn't know because uh, when I came along a few years ago um, I was just a, a tourist and not much interested in fact I went to uh, very beautiful small uh, uh, resorts uh, Peros Girec, uh, Plumanar, where there is a small uh, church, uh, chapel, just near the seaside, and a small oratoire, uh, oratory. oratory, on the beach. And there was a little girl who was very funny because uh, she was picking up pins. Uh, they, they had fallen down uh, around the oratory, and we asked uh, why she was uh, picking them up, and uh, she didn't want to explain why. And uh, another one came, a little girl, came and said, yes, I know, it is when you put a pin on the nose of the statue of Saint Girec in the oratory, you will find the husband during the year. And we <laughs> there is Mr. Trevanyan here was laughing. with me. He's laughing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he offered his services. <laughs> Niakame in differ other lanyon mar marek bale August Napalchia ella in a rome acta wohime trehe nanine August and cheer trehe tarwohime na ku cancer August ku muncha avisha the kere August an an doi arvanisha the kere August a crash at lovely kere Oh, 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 oh,
Now, we're here in the midst of Celtic books. Does the, the Celtic connection mean very much to Brittany in general? Yes, I think so. I think so. And uh, it's very important for people, and they have a sensitivity to to all the all what happens in other Celtic countries. Many, many people, for example, from Lannion, uh, are going in Ireland, are going in uh, in Wales, or, uh, and they are very sensitive sensitive to to this uh, country, other countries. And there is a great interest in Ireland, as you say. I notice even a book there on the H-blocks at the moment. There's a great interest in the Irish political situation. Yes, of course. Yes, of course. We are uh, very interested by all what happens in, in Ireland and North Ireland, uh, all these events which are very terrible and uh, to, to follow. <laughs> You play the harp. Yes, do I do. How did you become interested in it? Oh, it's uh, for for a long time I wasn't in interested with the harp. Uh, six six or uh, seven years ago, when I hear a Breton lady was playing harp in Dwarnane in my town, so um, after I I would uh, I would uh, uh, seek seek to for harp. And uh, it was very expensive, so I, I, I made one. It was not very good the first, but uh, I've made uh, other, uh, other ones, much better. And uh, Modelled on? What? Modelled on an Irish harp? An, uh, uh, yes, they are all Irish harp. And, uh, I've Any particular Irish harp? Yes, I've made uh, the replica of uh, Brian Bow. Uh, I've made uh, 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 James McFall harp uh, too, a replica of uh, an instrument from the last century, and um, I, I've got uh, a good help from uh, people from uh, from Ireland, uh, the Reverend Chris Warren, for example, um, who uh, Green Yeats, Grania, uh, yeah, Grania Yeats, Grania yes. Yeats, yeah. Um, Roshin, Roshin Homer. Uh, yes, I met uh, here, um, and uh, the most information came from states. Uh, there is a, a publication there, a magazine, whose name is uh, Folk Art Journal, and it's very, very. This is in California. In California, yes, and, and it's very interesting about how. How is music in Brittany at the moment? There's a great interest in traditional music. Traditional music uh, for the harp. For the harp, there is nothing about uh, all the music for the harp is to do, uh, because uh, the, the the music, uh, the Breton music, it's not easy to to play on the harp. So we we have to 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 see. Uh, in Ireland or in Scotland to have more information to do our program and, uh, and uh, our arrangement and uh, go, go far 
Goffin uh, after. <laughs> you, far afield, yes. yes. And you, in fact, play a lot of Carolan's music. Yes, I, 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 the, the music of Carolan uh, is very peaceful. Uh, it's um, a little classical, a little traditional, but um, uh, for the moment uh, I'm pleased very well with this kind of music. Uh, uh, I, I hear uh, some tunes from... Uh, uh, from, uh, from uh, Derek Bell's albums and uh, uh, the Burntings uh, book uh, too. And um, yes, I, I can play some, t- some tunes from Carolan. George, you are married to a Breton girl, I believe, and have been living in Brittany for some time now. How did that come about? Well, I'm a Cornishman, and I became interested in Cornish. And having learnt it for two years, I thought that it was becoming too influenced by Welsh. Cornish is closer to Breton, and I therefore decided to make a study of Breton and learn it. I came to Brittany uh, and learnt the language a little and in due course I met a girl here who became my wife. Now, what were your impressions of Brittany when you came to it first? That it was very like Cornwall in general appearance. I was particularly interested, of course, in the language. My first impressions were those of great sadness I found that the Breton speakers were peasants. They dressed in old, to look old, and they looked old. The widows in particular are all dressed in black. All this contributed to the attitude of of sadness, which I felt. I found that very few under the age of about 50 spoke Breton, and it was clear to me that Breton, after another 30 years, would be as good as dead. And has that situation changed since you came first? No, but those were my first impressions. Uh, I have since got rather more hope for the language because I've seen the other side of the coin. That is only one picture of Breton at the present time. That is the, the traditional picture that of hundreds of thousands of middle-aged and old people who were brought up to speak Breton, but who were forced to speak French in school and very often were forbidden to speak Breton, and so they have not passed it on to their children. These people speak Breton not because they wish to, but because it is their native language. They have no intrinsic interest, most of them, in the continued existence of Breton. Whereas the other side, the young people, who there are far fewer of them, but they speak Breton because they wish to speak Breton. 
they are interested in Britain as an entity. They are interested, very many of them, in the politics, or in the nationalistic politics of Brittany. J'ai rencontré ce matin devant la haie de mon champ une troupe de marins, d'ouvriers, de paysans. Où allez-vous, camarades, avec vos fusils chargés Nous tendrons des embuscades, viens rejoindre notre armée. La voilà, la blanche Hermine, vive la mouette et la jonque. La voilà, la blanche Hermine, vive Fougère et Clisson. Où allez-vous, camarades Avec vos fusils chargés, nous tendrons des embuscades, viens rejoindre notre armée. Famille dit que c'est folie d'aller faire la guerre aux francs, mais je dis que c'est folie d'être enchaîné plus longtemps. La voilà la blanche Hermine, vive la mouette et la jonque. La voilà la blanche Hermine, vive Fougère et Glisson. We are now in the Celtic bookshop in Lagnon, one of the biggest bookshops in the town. And it's run by Bernard Loriou and uh, his colleague. And we have Bernard with us now. And Bernard, maybe you'd tell us something about this kind of books you sell here. Yes, we are selling here uh, books, old books concerning uh, Brittany and also old books and uh, old Breton books and uh, also books concerning other Celtic countries. But this bookshop is not only... uh, a Breton or Celtic bookshop. It's a general bookshop with uh, one part of, of it is concerned with all uh, Celtic books. It was uh, originally two bookshops, was it, or two shops? Yes, that's right. Uh, one which was named Librairie Breton was created about, uh, I think, seven to eight years ago by a teacher, an English teacher in Lagnon. And uh, now the and this bookshop here where we are was a general French bookshop for uh, all uh, scholar material and uh, these two bookshops are now uh, joined and uh, so we we hope it will help to 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 make uh, that other people know also Celtic literature and Celtic books. Well, in front of us here at the moment, I see a special section of books uh, relating to Ireland and the other Celtic countries. You have here some books by Douglas Hyde, mm-hmm. translated into French. Yeah, and uh, yes, many many people are very interested by all uh, books from other countries, and uh, several of them have been translated in French. And um, so we have uh, books from uh, Ireland. These are Irish uh, contes, uh, Irish stories. Legends, stories. And Scaly Gaelic, in fact, by Douglas Hyde. Yeah. And you have a nice binding there, in fact, and a paperback as well. They are different versions, though. One is uh, by Georges Dottin. Yeah, uh, the large one. The paperback is by someone else. <laughs> yes, I it, think. it's a reissue uh, from uh, an editor which is specialized in in reissues, and it's uh, it's rather recent. It's a recent book, 
and it's a very good one, I think. Have you many in Breton itself? Yes, we have many in Breton. Uh, we have in, in Brittany one editor, which is Aliam, uh, which is publishing many many books in Breton. Mostly paperbacks. Mostly paperbacks, but we have also romance and uh, theater, and also uh, poesy. And what is the state of the publishing business in Breton at the moment? Oh, it's quite difficult, you know. Uh, people who are doing this uh, for Aliam uh, are not doing it for money, you know. They cannot earn their... their They're <laughs> living. Uh, they are living with uh, Breton book publishing. But uh, they are doing a very a very good job, a necessary job in doing in publishing such books. There, but perhaps you don't know uh, who I am. Uh, uh, Ronan Huon. Uh, I am uh, many things. In fact, uh, first I am a teacher. That's uh, I speak of that because that's uh, what I do most of the time, and uh, that's what I must do to get some money to live. The other things I do, uh, I don't get any money from them. It's publishing, so I am a publisher. It's uh, I am also the editor of a magazine. Yes, uh, and uh, I sometimes uh, write books. Uh, to have uh, only written three books uh, so far. Uh, first question, what sort of books uh, do we publish? Well, in Brittany. After that, you'll see for your own countries and what, they, what you do. Um, we chiefly publish short stories. That's a fact. Uh, every year I publish uh, at least a book of short stories. Uh, they are for grown-ups, uh, usually, and uh, we publish poems, poetry, uh, some novels, few of them, and uh, some theatre also. That's about all, I think. Uh, it is difficult to know how many books exactly are published every year. On the average, I think uh, about uh, 15 uh, books in Breton, between 15 and 20. And myself, uh, in the name of uh, Aliam, Aliam Editions, you see, the, pub the publishing of Aliam, uh, I publish about seven books, sometimes eight, sometimes six, uh, every year. Um, and about the, the number of uh, books I publish now, I must say a word, uh, 15 years ago, I published about 500 uh, samples. Um, and uh, now I publish uh, 2,000 or sometimes 2,500. Uh, that's according to the sort of book I publish. So there is a, a difference between uh, what I did at the beginning and what I do now. There is a sort of progression, and I suppose it's the same in uh, your countries too. Uh, another question is, um, so the number, I suppose, is growing everywhere. How many samples of one book uh, are sold in uh, one year? That's the problem. We do not sell them very quickly. I don't think we can sell more than about uh, 400 uh, books a year. I'm trying to study the problem, but uh, it's difficult to sell them. So 400 every year, you see, it uh, takes uh, a 
a long time to sell. And that's uh, our problem in small countries as ours. Uh, well, in Wales, you are better up uh, because you have more people uh, who can speak and who can read uh, your language. And because it's taught, it has been taught for so many years, and it's not uh, uh, what happens here. Eh? It is not taught uh, regularly. And it's, here we have people who decide to learn the language by themselves and try to learn by themselves or by correspondence or any way they find. So the problem is to find uh, readers. The people who speak Breton and who, or who spoke Breton in the country they did not read and do not read. They did not even read when they spoke, when all the peasants uh, spoke uh, Breton, they did not read anything. Uh, at one time they could read some religious books, uh, many years ago, uh, many years ago, I mean, but nowadays uh, they read uh, a newspaper sometimes, and that's all, so they don't read books. I have no idea of the exact figure because there are no statistics about Breton. Breton is not recognised as in existence by the French government. But investigations have suggested that 90% is about the right figure. Yes, the older people, on the whole, cannot write it. It is a spoken language for them. They can read and write French, of course, because they've been taught it at school, but not Breton. Conversely, the young people, to whom I referred, can nearly all write Breton and read it, of course. My own impression now in Langon is that uh, French is the principal language certainly spoken in the town. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. It's quite rare, in fact, to hear Breton spoken. And I, as a fairly fluent Breton speaker now, if I speak to an older person, as I, indeed I did yesterday, in Breton, the reply will always be in French. It took me a long time to think why this should be the case. And in the end, I concluded that it must be because they are proud to speak French. It shows that they have advanced in the world because French has been associated with advancement in their minds where, and Breton with retardation. It is seen, unfortunately, in too many quarters as a backward peasant language which one uses to the cattle. You know, Lagnon has a, a story which is, it's not a typical uh, Breton city because uh, <coughs> 20 years ago, uh, electronic firms came here and installed here. So we had some work for the people and it was very interesting for that. But uh, it, it made a, a mixture of two different uh, kind of people and people who were technician people who came from Paris and other big cities and universities who came here and the original uh, population, the original people here. And most of the original people and mainly in the country uh, are still speaking Breton. But uh, you, you hear most Breton in the small villages around Lagnon and not in the, in the town itself. Delwyn Phillips, you've been to Brittany many times. Mm. What are your impressions of the place comparing the first visit now with the present? On the first visit, uh, Breton wasn't particularly obvious, but uh, we were informed that there were over a million Breton speakers. 
but uh, they felt uh, an inferiority complex about the language. But by today, uh, there is no Breton obvious on the streets at all. And I lay the blame for that on the lack of support of the French government and that they've allowed uh, this uh, Celtic language to die. It's uh, a form of genocide, and uh, I think the French government have much to answer for the death of Breton, as opposed, of course, to the situation in Wales where we've had considerable government support, even though the governments might be of the right or of the left. Yet we have had much assistance we want to, but of course it's, uh, there we are. We, the, the situation in Wales is uh, a little bit more hopeful than it is in the other Celtic countries. But here in Lanyon, for example, I noticed there are street signs in Breton which you would not see some years ago. Well, this the part of Brittany uh, is traditionally uh, strongly Breton. Um, Bro Leon Brodregar, uh, this area, uh, and uh, and it's also, they tell me, uh, strongly Catholic, and uh, that uh, the priesthood in this area have supported the language, and perhaps uh, that is that is the reason that we see the public evidence of the language, which perhaps we didn't have thirty years ago, and we have even attended. Uh, Concerts inside the churches here on a yes, couple of occasions. Yes, yes. Remember, 30 years ago, it, it, uh, they didn't fly the Breton flag, and today the Breton flag is very much in evidence. Uh, there does seem to be a great resurgence of, uh, uh, well, call it Breton nationalism if you like, cultural nationalism, but there is definitely a resurgence. <laughs> We had excellent news uh, yesterday evening, yesterday night. You know that up to now, it was impossible to take Breton as a main subject at the university. I mean, at the Breton University. Breton was just a secondary subject, and we had always to be fighting and struggling to get it recognized even as a secondary subject. Now, we have been for 12 years now asking for a degree. I think it is what you call the BA. You know, it is after three years at the university, a BA in Breton, which had been refused by all previous governments. Then the the new government came into power. And before the election, all the Breton socialist candidates 
had been promising us that, among other things, we would have the degree. They had been demonstrating in the streets against the other government for not granting us the degree. They had made a proposal of law to the other government to give us the degree. And when the new government came into power, the new Minister of Education said no. So there was a terribly angry answer in Brittany. And I must say that the cultural movement was up in arms. And they could get no rest from us. And yesterday, in a very solemn manner, the president of the Breton Group of Socialist Deputies at the National Assembly and five members of this assembly, Breton members, came to in front of the TV cameras to say that this degree had been granted. And I hear from very serious uh, source that it has been granted on the personal intervention of President Mitterrand. In Britain, Laronid the technique survived. Because in Senora Parfadrer, Jaura Dremer Higman scale, is an so a tana hole is far, Madele telecomerside, Marhampla, because being tied their shoe, like a smarching there. So pay rod again the Frankic or her near Kirshid Bach, Arain Dolkan Kini, Yenadish, and then throw Ella, Akawan Beda, the drone of Jang, Natang, and Agus drone, Kulstua. We are here now in the satellite station in Plymouth Bordeaux in Brittany and we have with us Monsieur Collong who is the director of the satellite station and he's going to tell us when it was established and how it has developed. So this centre has been established in the year 62 and uh, has uh, linked the USA in television in the July 62 with a Telstar satellite. And this center has been uh, developed as after and uh, now we have seven antennas. It, it was in fact the first uh, satellite station in Europe along with the station in Cornwall. Yes, uh, we have uh, started the experimental uh, uh, telecommunications with uh, Cornwall uh, Air Station in uh, July uh, 62. And how has it developed since? Have there been many changes in technological development since then? Yes, in uh, 67... Uh, we have uh, used the geostationary satellite and uh, we have built uh, other antenna to establish a commercial link and um, we have uh, built uh, Plumer Boudou number no. 2 antenna in uh, 69, Plumer Boudou number no. 3 in uh, 73 and Plumer Boudou number four in uh, 76 and uh, after we have uh, built a special station for uh, telecommand and telemetry of uh, satellite. 
And we have, in fact, used the experimental satellite, which is in Dublin, in connection with the Eurovision, and it has been linked with your station here. Yes, be, because uh, we have a uh, special service with uh, transportable earth station, and uh, this uh, little transportable earth station has uh, have little uh, diameter, and they are able to to be transported in uh, all parts of the the world. Lanyo has been uh, as. Uh, has been uh, getting developed through technology, especially electronics. And it is now a world over famous center for electronics. And there you get uh, engineers, uh, of course coming from everywhere, but you get engineers who are interested in Breton matters, who speak Breton, which means that Breton is not in Brittany a language of the past. We don't want it to be a language of the past. It is a, the language of the world of today. Of course, it is not yet the language of technology because we still have a long way to go, but it is the, a language of modern people, people of the 20th century. And all these uh, industries, uh, the technological industry in particular, provides a huge amount of employment for local people. Well, I don't mean it is a huge uh, employment, but it is employment. And in a world where uh, employment is very difficult to get, that is very important. And we have plenty of Breton people who are ready and technically available for the jobs which are provided by this electronic centre. At the same time, I get the feeling myself that in the town... A lot of French is spoken now in the shops and in all the banks or wherever. It's mostly French. Yes, yes, yes. You you know, French is in daily use, of course. But most of the people who are speaking French that way are also able to speak Breton. And, you know, it needs just a little, how could I say, a turn of the tide to turn all those people into Breton speakers. And we must say that this, the town council here, as the town council of Rennes, which is the town where I, we, from which I come, which are socialist town council now, are very devoted to the culture of Brittany. And they are now beginning to spend money and to do many things for the culture of the country. By the way, I could say something which, which could be of interest. And I say it um, on uh, the request of the deputy mayor, Jean-Louis Lemay, who has been one of the organizers of this Congress, Lannion would like to be twinned. Is that what we say, to be twinned, twinned yes. with a town in Ireland, about the same size? So if there is any town in <laughs> Ireland which would like to have a twinning with a very lively town in Brittany, well, Lannion is here to take it. Good.